There's a distinct shift in discipleship when someone moves from doing for to coming along with, but it doesn't really happen until you start receiving from the people that you showed up to serve. Welcome to the Fresh Expressions podcast, season four. I'm calling it the holiday edition. I'm your host, Heather Jalad. I'm a local pastor and a cultivator of Fresh Expressions, new faith communities that strive to reach new people in unexpected places. Season four will help you reimagine how you can leverage the fall season and the winter holidays to reinvigorate your church's relationship to your neighborhood and community. If you love this podcast, we hope you'll check out more. Head over to FX Connect, an online community of church leaders who are reaching new people in new places and access our entire library of practical and inspiring training materials. You can register for free today at fxconnectus.org. And if you've benefited from this podcast, you can help us spread the word. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or just share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. Welcome back to the Fresh Expressions podcast. We're going to call this the holiday edition. And I am here with my, uh, my with my friend and colleague, J.D. Larson, in the Fresh Expressions movement. J.D., I know a lot of folks have kind of heard your, your, your backstory on previous podcasts, and we'll link those in the show notes, as well as your, uh, your conversations on the Dinner Church Collective and the Dinner Church podcast. But we are talking specifically about the holiday season. So I would love for you to just introduce yourself, remind everybody who you are, and share a little bit about um, a, a unique opportunity that you had in your community and how that kind of became the beginning of Dinner Church for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm JD. I co-pastor a, we have to say table church now because we do brunch and dinner church. Uh, so it's hard to to mash up both. So nice. Uh, we're a table centric church that adapts seasonally depending on the timing. Um, yeah, but my wife and I co-pastor in Minneapolis, a church that didn't start out as a dinner church. And many of you who've listened to podcasts I've done before have heard about that. Uh, but yeah. we are now. Um, and yeah, it it has been quite a journey to get to where we are now. But the origins of that journey, as you kind of uh, teed up there a little bit, come yeah. from something we did way back. Uh, so my wife and I were pastors at our sending church, Mill City Church. And my wife's pastoral role, she organized community engagement. And we had mm -hmm. a longstanding partnership with a food shelf in our neighborhood in Northeast Minneapolis, where Mill City is located. And um, we were just kicking around this idea, like we want to build relationships with the clients of the food shelf. Mm -hmm. And uh, Thanksgiving seems to be this window of opportunity where both the clients of the food shelf and uh, key people in our church have uh, kind of that sort of connection with neighborhood and their imagination more than they do other parts of the year for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It is a, yeah. Like, bit of a golden window of sorts, right? Like <laughs> yeah. there is a, a greater, yeah, it seems like that. yeah, there's a, there seems to be a greater desire to really um, be good news to the community, to, to love our neighbors in, um, in, in, in the holiday season. And then also a, a, a posture of, um, 
a, a greater reception or a desire to connect with the, the local church um, during the holiday yeah. season. So you saw that as an opportunity yes. coming into this new context. Yeah. I guess when we have some time off and some time to yeah. <laughs> reflect on our lives, we like margin, end maybe, up moving towards know. our neighbors. Yeah. Yes. When we get a little margin, we have some capacity for mission, I guess. Um, isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? There's a so lesson we, in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the comments, listeners. Put it in the yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we, 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 through some ideation, basically my wife led a process um, where she created this event called Thanksgive Serve. So we had some folks regularly on a weekly basis, basis engaging in the food shelf and helping clients. It was set up like more of shopping than like come and grab a bag sort of deal. And right. so uh, they had relationships with them. And they started to kind of test out this idea with the clients like, hey, would you want to participate in a big Thanksgiving meal on the third Thursday of November, not the fourth Thursday, mm -hmm. so the Thursday prior to Thanksgiving? And so we did it. And our uh, little church at the time rallied around, made a bunch of turkeys, had a potluck style meal and mm -hmm. um, invited all of the clients about a month before with flyers and stuff like that to come to this Thanksgiving meal in the allotted time that they would have other otherwise been there shopping for that week. Yeah. So they were already on their way to it. Um, it was, a, it was a window where the food shelf was already open and we right. tried it and we, we, we had this thing where we not only ate with them, uh, we had worship music playing in the background we had, uh, we didn't have the words for it then, but a little bit of a Jesus story about yeah. uh, generosity. And so it was basically kind of the, the raw elements of what a dinner church is there mm. in that. And then in addition to that, we served by packing like uh, little things for uh, people uh, experiencing homelessness with the mm -hmm. clients of the food shelf. So we ate together. We listened to a story together. We listened to music together, but then we were serving alongside with the clients mm. of the food shelf towards a, yeah. a purpose outside of the food shelf itself. And uh, full credit to Christian and my wife and their team for uh, kind of coming up with that practice, but it was beautiful in and of itself. Uh, but that really kind of was the foundation of our imagination Fast forward in later years when my wife and I plant a church and then yeah. that church goes through a pandemic and identity crisis and <laughs> feels a call towards a consistent weekly table centric church. You got to imagine that in our, I'm, I don't, you didn't have to imagine. We did in our conversations frequently reference Thanksgiving serve that event when we were talking wow. about the church that we could potentially become with that call. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I I would like to just kind of like hone in on a couple of things that you've said um and and highlight those because the desire was um to to meet people where they were already but to 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 uniquely engage in a very relational incarnational way. And mm -hmm. I think that there there's something here for everybody in that um there are things that many 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 of our churches do um even you know maybe even more so at this at this, during this particular season, um, there's a lot of churches that provide, you know, the elements for a Thanksgiving meal or um, they collect food supplies for a food pantry, et cetera. 
but we don't necessarily know who the recipients are. We don't know their names. Mm. We don't know their stories. And so essentially the, uh, the space was created to, to be able to do that, to, to get to know the, the people um, and that withness to our witness, that incarnational flesh and bones, um, um, yeah. you know, thing that, that we're, we're about in the Fresh Expressions movement, um, it, it, some space was made for that. And so, um, you know, sitting down at a table and sharing a meal um, during a time that the clients were already coming there, right? It wasn't like on my schedule when it's convenient for me necessarily, but when are folks already coming there? And and obviously the the willingness to come there and um and receive food is another, you know, place to to meet people where they are. Um, because not everybody's gonna come to our church to sit down and, you know, our church building necessarily to sit down and have a meal if we wanna, you know, ha- have this kind of a meal. Um, but meeting people where they are. And then adding that additional element of we are not doing this to you or for you, but with you. And how can we together do something for the community so that you're putting together these these care kits for um, those experiencing homelessness? So those are, wow. I mean, so many different elements there that um, um, really speak to the possibility here. And Maybe some of the things that our churches are already doing and particularly the holiday season. So when you're yeah. when you're thinking back to when you had those conversations around this this adaptation that you made and your more in, um, uh, traditional church plant um, mm-hmm. that you had to adapt in the, the covid reality and the things that you learned along the way. I mean, what were the things that you went back to when you talked about the this Thanksgiving meal? Yeah, I, I think it was a great, uh, just real practically, a great reference point because many of the people that planted the church with us came from Mill City and had that experience in their imagination. So okay. the explanation of what dinner church was was a little less vague for those people mm, because we mm-hmm. had those we had those experiences to point to and say, just like that, but on a more consistent basis. And I think the, uh, in addition to that, so it was helpful to have a point of reference alone, but also we were able to retrace our own discernment in that process and say, we wanted to serve, but we wanted to do more than that. We wanted to build relationship. We wanted to not just uh, give, but to relate to mm-hmm. uh to to get to receive something in that exchange mm. around the table in relationship with something mm-hmm. and i think that's a really crucial point in dinner church formation to not just yeah. be doing something for the neighborhood but to be doing something cuz you authentically desire relationship for for mm-hmm. for us that was with the clients of the food shelf initially we authentically wanted to know them. And it's awkward to just say, hey, how can I get to know you? It's less right. awkward to say, hey, can we share a meal together and and serve something outside of our own relationship? That actually right. has a way of pulling us together. And so that same mentality uh, fit really well in the dinner church concept because our people didn't really just want an outlet to serve the neighborhood, even though that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Our, our people in the church plant genuinely wanted to know their neighbors. And so the context of a meal as a space for building relationship was a Mm -hmm. carryover from that experience. So instead of just wanting to help to actually wanting to know is, is, 
is is a well, it's not so subtle, but uh, an important difference. And it yeah. is, I mean, it is the desire of the human heart to to know and be known, yeah. isn't it? I mean, and yeah. and and so you really kind of tapped into something very um, integral to the 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 journey of faith, and um, something that you know we we really all need to pay attention to because in our inherited models of church, oftentimes we can think about this program that we're putting on or this thing they're doing to or for or you know, quote unquote, giving back to our community. Those are all good things, but oftentimes they are absent of that relational quality Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, potentially answer questions that nobody's asking or, you know, provide things that nobody necessarily wants. Um, And so, you know, having, meeting people where they are and being able to kind of cultivate those relationships, I think is significant. I'm curious if, you know, as you were um, kind of making these adaptations, if part of the 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 group of folks that were planting with you, um, if there were certain things that they lifted up from that experience that you all had together that that really resonated with them, and and then also oftentimes, you know, those of us who find ourselves in the Fresh Expressions movement find out we were. Um, already doing things that were fresh expressions e, um, mm-hmm. and we didn't have the language for it. And it seems like you know that was certainly something that that happened to you along the way when you learned more about the the dinner church um, uh, movement and what that was all about and made that pivot. So, what what was being lifted up by the the group that you were with that was just so significant? Um, I know you know a lot of times when we talk um, after uh, dinner church gatherings, meal centered gatherings with our neighbors. Um, there are certain things that people celebrate, you know, um, that I might have missed. So, I mean, can you share any of those things um, to to kind of encourage and inspire our folks that are listening? Yeah, um, I'll do my best. It sounded like a bit of a two parter. I'll do my best to yes. to to convey the the first thing that comes to mind is when we were kind of straining in our discernment process of what we desired in our church gatherings and mission. And that was pointing towards what we all understand listening to this as dinner church. One of the concerns was, and one of the desires was like, I, I want some sort of rhythm in my life where I'm consistently building relationship with people of different socioeconomic or racial Mm -hmm. uh, diversity. And not in a contrived format, but in an authentic, um, natural sort of interaction. Yeah. And that that's the point in discernment where we would often reference back to that Thanksgiving serve event because we did that a number of years. And I had people in our discernment process fondly remember building relationships almost like you know, when you have Thanksgiving ga- gatherings, there's that like distant uncle or aunt that you only really talk to <laughs> once yeah. a year, you yeah. know, but there's this connection, there's this excitement. Like, I wonder what crazy Uncle Joe <laughs> did this right, year, you know, or right. something like that. Not that all uncles are crazy, but like, um, there was that same sort of fondness as like a spark mm-hmm. for like, how could we bridge that connection where two uh, lives that otherwise wouldn't uh, yeah. collide? Uh, collide on a consistent basis. That sounds like the kingdom work that we're mm, invited mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. And the Thanksgiving serve event that we were doing for Thanksgiving was really a test case for that because we did it several years and there were there were a consistent I still can remember the faces of the regulars 
uh, over the five, six year span that we did who made it a point in their calendar that were longtime yeah. clients of that food shelf to be there and to be a part of it. And they grew in ownership of the execution of that yeah. event every year. And that's the sort of long range yeah. relationship building community development that we wanted to see on a consistent right. basis in dinner church. So our people certainly had that in their minds when they're like, mm -hmm. we could build a rhythm like that where yeah. two lives that wouldn't be otherwise sitting across the table were on a consistent mm -hmm. basis. We've seen like just an annual test case of what that can do over right. a year of only one gathering. What in the world would that do on a consistent basis on a weekly gathering? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, no, it's so good. I think one of the one of the things that I don't want folks to miss is, you know, this this is certainly a, a season where there are a lot of opportunities and those golden kind of golden windows that we've named where there is an openness um, that that isn't necessarily there every other time during the year. But there's also uh, um, an opportunity for what we really lift up as a value in in um, the dinner church movement, the fresh expressions movement, and that is experimentation. This is an mm -hmm. opportunity to learn some things along the way, to learn more about our community, to listen to our community, to pay attention, um, and to invite um, other people that are a part of the inherited church to be a part of that process as well. Um, yeah. So that they can have these experiences too, and there is a, a mutuality and exchange that happens here, um, mm -hmm. and, and that would be the, the the next thing that I would lift up. That it certainly feels good to give to our community, love our community, and everything else, but there's also something that happens when we sit at table and share a meal with people that we never would otherwise potentially, right? Um, yeah. We just don't have those rhythms in our lives necessarily. Um, where where some real transformation can happen in our own life and yeah. our own the the shape of love in our own life and what that looks like um in the day to day as a follower of Jesus. So yeah. um yeah, I think those are really important um things for us to lift up and invite people into the possibilities there. Um you know, yeah. any any holiday season for sure for sure. Um that mutuality and the opportunity to experiment and, and to learn some things along the way. I think uh, uh, the thing that kind of is crystallizing in our conversation that was maybe an unconscious competency that had developed in some of our people because of these events was mm. there's, a, there's a distinct shift in uh, discipleship when someone moves from uh, doing for to coming along with like you're talking about. Yeah. And it doesn't really happen. You can intellectually understand that, but it doesn't really happen until you're in a context where you start receiving from the people that you showed yes. up to serve. Yes. And, yes. and that, and that, uh, that's what was beautiful ultimately about Thanksgiving serve is that, uh, clients of the food shelf would come and, uh, share their stories or tell jokes or mm -hmm. laugh. And maybe an apprehensive person would who didn't have a lot of experience across socioeconomic boundaries or something that would come up, come kind of scared and hide behind the food serving line or something like that. Right, but then right, eventually right. end up at the table and get in conversation, ask a few courageous questions. And to a T, several people at the end of those events would come up to me or another pastor and say, wow, this was amazing. I didn't realize I was going to get so much out of this experience. Wow, yeah. And that's a, that's a very... Not not that you should selfishly pursue that for the reason, but that's yes. a very important discipleship change for a deeper motivation 
of mutuality, like you're talking mm, about, mm-hmm. uh, of of seeking Christ's presence together around a table and not being uh, okay to be in the position of uh, of power, being the one who is always giving, but be right. open to uh, what you'll receive, even if it's unpredictable right. in those sort of spaces. Yeah. And, and you, and you've kind of, you have kind of, um, you know, mentioned that as well in that, you know, we, we oftentimes envision ourselves, uh, certainly programmatically in the church as the host of whatever event or gathering or whatever else. And, and that's not what Jesus's life looked like, you know, <laughs> uh, he was inviting himself yeah. to other people's stuff all of the time. Right. Um, and time. so to, to be in that place of, um, joining God with what God's already doing in the community and also um, being in a place of, of receiving alongside the, the giving, I think is, is an important um, thing for us to consider as, as we uh, experiment with these new forms of church and think about uh, maybe what we might uh, consider doing in the holiday season that's coming up. JD, is there anything that you haven't shared or or maybe one or two things that you would um, just encourage uh, our listeners to consider as they kind of make their way into the holiday season in this regard? One thing that might be uh, that might be implied, but I just want to make explicit is part of what made that original event work and what I've learned actually makes dinner churches work really well is community partnerships. I've learned this from stories that I've heard around the dinner church world that some of the strongest dinner churches that have the constant flow of neighbors or people who they're trying to build relationship with are people who have key partnerships like a third party in the community. So in the Thanksgiving serve event, that was the food shelf that was a mutual key community partner that Mm -hmm. kind of made that work in some sense. Not like it couldn't happen without it, but it it really kind of created the foundation for the relationship to begin with. Our church has a strong relationship with the park that we meet in. Other dinner churches have strong relationships with community. Some of them food shelves too, have strong relationships with food pantries and stuff like that. So that's like, uh, if you are looking to try something this season, Mm. that sets the groundwork for a fresh expression in the future, then I would, I would look there first. I would say, what are the, what are the community partnerships I already have maybe even food related or not that I want to grow in relationship with and how can we set a table like that, that sequence of like, what are the key partnerships we already have that I want to grow a relationship with and how can we set a table of like mutuality? Like we've been talking about, that would be, here you go. Here's a Thanksgiving metaphor. A great recipe for <laughs> for uh, for uh, for uh, a fresh expressions appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to start from nil. We don't have to start from scratch. We don't have to figure out all the things. But yeah, wh- what what are those relationships potentially that we have in the wider community or the things that are already happening in our wider community, and how can we join God there and um, and what God's doing and and yes, I mean, I think, so I've started three dinner churches in three different contexts and they have all started in partnership with a, either a food pantry or a, um, one, one was started in a food pantry and moved to the, to an apartment complex that we had a, a pre-existing relationship with the management and some, some really good relationships there. Some pre- people yeah. of peace, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we don't have to start from from nothing and um, plan all the things and then maybe or maybe not um, execute those things, but figure out what's happening in their in your community or where those relationships already are and um, and start there with some experimentation, listening and loving and serving and building relationships with your neighbors. JD, thank you. Would you um, just take a moment and pray for our listeners as we kind of move into the the holiday season and um, certainly Thanksgiving in, in particular, as we give thanks to God for being a part of um, what God's doing in the world? Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just pray for everyone across different times, different spaces that uh, is hearing the sound of our voice in this conversation. I pray God that you would bless them, bless them with the imagination of Mm -hmm. maybe trying a fresh expression or um, maybe just a new burst of intentionality or if they're already in the midst of a fresh expression to Mm -hmm. refocus on relationship and partnership where that has might've maybe has lost focus. Um, I pray that they would operate out of the confidence of you, Holy Spirit, and not of their own knowledge or their own um, understanding. And uh, they would try and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pray that you would empower your church to try new things in this season of openness. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, JD. It's been great to catch up and talk to you again. And um, if you want to know more about JD and his story, we will link those previous um, episodes in the show notes so that you can check that out and get in contact with JD if you have other questions. Y'all have a great, great, great holiday season. Fresh Expressions is a worldwide movement of everyday missionaries who want to see churches thrive in the places we live, work, eat, and play by leveraging the creativity and endurance of the inherited church. To learn a simple five-phase process for starting a new expression of church, go to freshexpressions.com backslash how to start. Want to learn more from the Fresh Expressions team? Head over to freshexpressions.com slash training to learn ways we can work together to provide coaching, training, and inspiration for your church or organization. You can also get more resources like this on FX Connect, an online community full of other church leaders passionate about reaching new people in new places. Access our entire library of practical and inspiring training materials and connect with other church leaders at fxconnectus.org. Season four of the Fresh Expressions podcast is hosted by me, Heather Jalad. It's edited by Joel Limbaum and produced by Jeanette Statz, Kathleen Blackie, and Chris Morton. Our national director is Dr. Christopher Backert. If you have learned something or been encouraged by this podcast, please help us spread the word. You can give us a review on Apple Music or Spotify and share this episode on social media. Now, may God bless you in your work for the kingdom.